Welcome back to the Soothers Podcast. So in Chapter 7, uh, it ended off with the merchant from northeastern Afghanistan giving a very humble donation and prayer to Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind is extremely pleased hearing this, you know, the love from which it came from, and says to the merchant, you made your life you know, fully fulfilled, you know, pain from your entire lineage has now been removed. You've brought these items from so far away, spending, you know, vast amounts of money on it. You've kept, you know, one-tenth of your income for the Guru. You had this desire to come here to Kuratarpur and meet me. You know, we are extremely pleased with you. So, you know, ask anything you want and I'll bless you with it. So the merchant hears this and says, you know, while clasping his hands, he says, you know, um, you know, one, no one tests love like, uh, like you test love or your devotees. On seeing your sight, you know, my mind is fully satisfied. You have uh, looked at me with your sight of grace. You've placed me in such a, a place of bliss. If you're going to give me anything, then, uh, you know, give me this unshaking love for you that, you know, this form that you have taken in this life, holding a spear, holding a shield and, and sword, you know, with a quiver strapped to the fold with weapons, place this image in my heart, you know, so it re remains forever. Uh, there, you know, make it stand the test of time, just like you know the Meru Mountain stands immortally firm. And also, give me the blessing that I'm always day and night reciting. Uh, the word here used is Ratat, uh, your name, Siddhi Hargobind. And third, you know, give me the, this blessing that you know until I have merged with you in whatever future life that I take, uh, please ensure that you know I am your sick, you know, constantly singing your praise. So Guru Hargobind hears this and is extremely pleased and says, you know, you will no longer have any future reincarnation. You know, you are free now from this net of karma. Your wish has been granted. You know, your journey in this life now is finished. So um, the merchant stays in Kartarpur for some time. Uh, he enjoys, you know, the, the sight and the company of Guru Hargobind before then heading back uh, to his hometown in, in uh, northeastern Afghanistan. So Guru Hargobind has accepted all these gifts, you know, the horse, uh, the hawk, the shield, the sword, the clothing. And one day, uh, Baba Gurditta, who is Guru Hargobind's eldest son, is there and he sees this hawk on Guru Hargobind's arm and says, you know, this hawk, this hawk must be from a very far away land. You know, I've never seen a hawk like this in my life. Look how beautiful this hawk is. So Guru Hargobind hears this and understands Gurditta's inner desire for the hawk and says, you know, this hawk is, is truly like no other, it's beyond description. You should keep this hawk. Go hunting with it, go test it out, uh, have it hunt some birds. Uh, in the early morning, go tomorrow hunting with it and see how this hawk swoops down and hunts these other birds. Bandikan is also sitting there with Gurditta and Guru Hargobind looks over at him and says, you know, um, you know, to you I give this extremely expensive horse this is the horse that the merchant brought. Uh, as well, I give you this fine fabric. Uh, you should put these clothes on now, actually. And Guru Hargobind also gave him this uh, very fancy sword that uh, the merchant brought, this kanda. And Pernikan's holding it in his hand and begins to test out the edge of the kanda and look closer at the blade to see if the blade is any good. Pernikan puts on the clothes like he was instructed to. You know, Guru Hargobind's looking at him and laughed and, and saluted him and said, you know, you should, you know, adorn, keep this kanda on your body, keep it with you at all times. Uh, Bandit Khan standing there, 
uh, it's written that you know he looked double, even four times as impressive and beautiful, wearing you know these clothes and holding the sword and the shield. Guru Hargobind was extremely happy, looking at Pandekhan uh, and said, uh, "You know, when you, whenever you come to see me from now on, you should wear these clothes, these very fancy clothes, and on your person you should have this kanda and shield that I give to you as well. And you know, you should go now." Mount this horse, take the horse for a ride, and show the people how agile and great this horse is. So listening to this, Bandekong got really excited in his heart. Um, you know, he he strapped the kanda and the shield uh, into his kamarkasa, uh, his waist sash, and then headed out. So as he's heading out, though, he's thinking that Guru Hargobind thinks of me as quite the capable warrior. You know, a warrior that can create, you know, such havoc in the battlefield. And for this reason that uh, Guru Hargobind is giving me all these items. Like, uh, there's truly nobody like me in the entire world. So as Pandika was heading out to the horse, he's thinking about all these thoughts, you know, having received all these gifts from Guru Hargobind, you know, he's like nurturing this sense of ego uh, in his mind and it's growing bigger and bigger. So when Pandekha then mounts the horse, uh, he takes it for a ride, and he first uh, just very slowly begins to walk with the horse. Uh, and then he turns the horse around, he paces back in the same direction, and at this time he brings the horse to a canter, so, you know, a very slow gallop. And then he turns around again for the third time, and now he really gives it to the horse, and he begins to gallop with the horse very fast. You know, and this horse is fast, it's leaving the air, uh, behind uh, as it's riding you know it's basically as fast uh, and as quick and as agile as a very fast deer you know he's going so fast that he's moving out of people's eyesight you know people who are watching along the side uh, it says you know this horse is so beautiful that its eyes are like uh, the eyes of a beautiful woman but even that the analogy is flawed because it's more like beautiful women have eyes more akin to the horse than the other way around uh, the horse is moving so fast that it's hitting all the dust up from the ground and it's gathering up and creating this, you know, a wall of, of dust that people, you know, can't see through. People are losing sight of the horse. Everybody watching is thinking, wow, you know, what an amazing, priceless horse this is. And Guru Hargobind is there watching as well. And he's quite pleased with it. And he's standing there and he says to everybody, wow, uh, this horse moves like a whirlwind. And in fact, we should call this horse Whirlwind. Uh, so when Pandekhan brings the horse back for the fourth time, he starts to jump around with the horse. Uh, you know, and the horse begins to jump like an experienced dancer would. Um, when the horse is jumping up, it would bring all its legs to its torso. It was jumping very far, lifting all the legs off its ground, you know, demonstrating its agility, you know, its power and its beauty in the process by doing this. Pandekhan then rides up after jumping around with the horse and stops in front of Guru Hargobind, everybody's watching and loving this. Guru Hargobind then tells Pandekha that, you know, uh, Gurditta is going hunting tomorrow morning. You should go with him and take this horse. Watch how Gurditta is going to test out this hawk that I gave him today. But now, you know, after testing out this horse, you should go home and rest and be ready for the morning. So Pandekha agrees to this. He salutes Guru Hargobind before riding off. He's extremely happy. You know, receiving all these gifts that he did today. Uh, you know, he has received the blessings of Guru Hargobind, but still in his mind, he's increasing this ego because of, you know, receiving these gifts. So in his mind, he's thinking, there's nobody like me. Um, 
any really fancy and exclusive gifts that Guru Hargobind receives, he gives to me. Uh, he doesn't even give these to his kids, uh, but he gives them to me. So he must love me more than he loves his kids. You know, I'm such a strong and brave warrior. He recognizes this. And because of this, he's really pleased with me. So whatever, you know, amazing items the Sikhs bring to him, um, he gives to me. You know, there's really no other warrior like me in the battlefield. He must have a lot of faith in me. He realizes that through me, he'll attain victory on the battlefield. And because of this, he's giving me all these items. So Pandakan's thinking about all these types of thoughts in his mind, you know, as he's on his way home after receiving these gifts. And then as an aside, Kavi Santok Singh, the, the author of the text, the poet, then writes and gives uh, a lot of examples of how ego has destroyed uh, even the most powerful warriors. So he names Ravana, you know, mentioning that, you know, his kingdom was looted in Lanka, uh, the Karavas who had their entire lineage destroyed, Harunakish who also was killed. He names a bunch of these demons uh, as well mentioned, um, which are actually uh, destroyed by the goddess Jandi. So he gives these lengthy examples and then he says that, you know, even the greatest of warriors are destroyed by their ego. You know, what can this poor, you know, lowly Bendekhan do? You know, he's basically throwing his life away by, by thinking this, by, by doing this. You know, he's, he's only increasing his ego by, uh, you know, allowing this thought to nurture in his mind. So Pandakan's riding home. He meets his son-in-law as he's riding home on his horse. His son-in-law is also mounted on a horse. His son-in-law, Asman Khan, then says, you know, uh, where did you get this horse from? You know, and these new clothes, where did you get them from? Pandakan replies saying that, you know, I got these gifts from Guru Hargobind. A Sikh brought them from a very far away land, having spent hundreds of thousands of rupees, you know, on the horse and the clothes and the weapons. Guru Hargobind himself told me to wear these clothes um, anytime I come to see him now. So Asman Khan hearing this says, you know, well, these items aren't really suitable for you. You know, you're an old man. You know, I'm a young man. Uh, you should give these items to me. You know, give me these clothes. Give me this horse. It makes sense that I should, you know, wear these clothes and ride the horse. You know, I'm younger. It suits me to wear them. So Pandakan replies, you know, oh, that's not right at all. You know, Guru Hargobind would be extremely angry if, you know, he saw me give these to you. He gave uh, these gifts to me, not to you. You know, don't bring up your age. That's not an issue. Like, listen, you can take whatever else you want from my house, but but not these items. So Pandakan was pissed when he when he was telling his son-in-law this. You know, he was. He was very angry at his son-in-law for even asking and at that point he just rides off with the horse and he gets back to his village and when he gets back to his village he starts galloping around his village as well you know trying to show off the horse to everybody uh, wherever he would walk and if he would talk to anybody he would tell them that you know look at this horse i got look at these clothes uh, you know i got them because i'm so strong and so virtuous that guru hargun is giving me these gifts and this is essentially where chapter eight ends off and in the next chapter we'll speak to you know, a scheme that Khan's son-in-law, Asman Khan, is organizing in order to get some of these items off his father-in-law, Khan. So that's what we'll pick up next time. Hey.